master. All right, that's for sync. Yes, sir. All right. So how do? Why do I feel so? Bring up this chair. All right. So sit up a little bit. Welcome to another episode of Everything Cool. I know it's been a very, very long. Oh no! Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's gonna be starting. <laughs> oh no! Let me put this. Okay, disc in it. Come over to chill on the beach But they don't come over the hill where we sleep We got nightmares and they got fantasies No sanity, it's just insanity My mommy hoping nothing happens to me Alright, hush. What would I think Amazon is what? Siri? Not Siri. Uh Alexa. Yeah. Alexa be quiet. But let me do that again. Alright. Welcome to another episode of Everything Cool. I know it's been a very, very long time. Last time I had an artist on this podcast, we did numbers. And that one became one of my faves. But I'm about to introduce y'all to another fave. Because this man made the album that's what was somewhat of my soundtrack for 2021. But we're gonna get into that. But mm-hmm. let me first introduce myself. I am the Negus of Nassau, Saint Anton Alexander, Lord Jalen Willard at your service. And I'm joined by a very special guest. Please introduce yourself, sir. Hi, how you guys doing? My name is Giovanni Robinson. I'm an artist, producer, mix engineer, graphic designer, and part-time architect. And yeah. Yes, Mr. Giovanni Robinson. Like, he have one of them old school names, like Smokey Robinson, you know, Ray Charles Robinson. Like, you know, them, them the, the type of men that make those anthems that make even your grandmother have flashbacks. See what I'm saying? <laughs> Them old, them old souls. Them old school <clears throat> jams where they resample to date. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, before we really get into every episode, we like to give our guests, you know, the pleasure of giving us the Bahamian word phrase or saying of the day. Oh, boy. Okay. The Bahamian word phrase or saying of the day. I'm a... I don't know, but uh, just blaze on my mind. Wait. Yeah. Because you have a track name, but... Yeah. Is that one? Is that one? Is that one? Is that one, bro? And um, uh, I, I just feel like... Okay, right I, I think it's been a while. This We in the 80s right now for Everything Cold. I know it's been a long time since I've come appeared before you in this fashion. But for the, you know, the viewing audience... Tell us what Bay is. Bay could be for just only a noun, you know, just only a noun. Uh, definitely genderless, in my opinion, but used more for males just to just to identify them, you know, just to identify them as a person 
or as a nuisance or as you know <laughs> bro you know what, what, what it, it's hilarious to me like how some girls be like they like, they like, like you know it's like you ain't used to it like because normally times boy has like uh, a male sort of connotation to it like yes. wait, just wait yes or whatever like you know or because you don't really call a woman a bait no or whatever but you know more so more so in our time we sort of refer to everybody as bait yeah or whatever like you know or you know because i remember growing up my mom would be like you don't call gals bait, like girls bait mm-hmm. but it's like you know that's more so a commonplace now like we just say whoever i mean like with our more so our generation we call anyway but yeah versus like our older generation, Bay is more so uh, male pronouns. Yes. Um, actually, speaking of pronouns, I should start changing my pronouns to be Bay. Just period, Bay. Just not him, not, not he, her. Just, just no, Bay. Not Bay. That is just Bay. Or <laughs> the other spelling, Bay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all three or four of the spellings. Like, my pronouns is Bay, 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 Bay. Right, you yeah. know. You know, my own could just be. The goat. Mm. It's just the goat. The, the goat. Exactly. I'm the goat. You ever heard that African um song where this boy was like, I'm mm. the goat. I'm the goat. Bad. <laughs> no, no. Who is that from? This nah. one African boy. Like, uh, he was on this TV show. I'm the goat. I'm the goat. Bad. I was like, I got to make them my ringtone. You got it on your phone right oh, now? I got to look it up. Hold, hold up. up. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> Oh man, nah, that shit is hilarious. Uh, just... I'm the goat. I'm the goat, <laughs> man. Oh, oh I see that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me link it to Siri. Oh, uh, not Siri. <clears throat> Alexa, Alexa. I got two AIs doing your bidding. No, this ain't even an iPhone. This is Android. <laughs> Now connected to Galaxy S nine plus. Sound like sound like Diana Apple. You calling for Siri so much? Yeah. Oh. What up, Diana? I'm the goat, man. I'm the goat. What the fuck? I'm the goat, man. I'm the goat. What the hell? I'm the goat. Everybody watch out, man. I was like, bro, I'm about to need that in my ringtone. I'm the goat. I'm the goat, man. Nah, bro. Africans are naturally funny. But aren't we all Africans? It's We're talking about those who live on a continent presently, and not those who live on a continent presently. Of mm-hmm. course, you know we we all from there, but most of civilization. Well, but if you drop me, if you drop me there right now, I'd be lost. Yeah, I mean they would treat you like an outsider because they're exactly. like, but you ain't bred it here. Exactly. Like, you know, yeah, you was descended from here, but you ain't bred. It's almost like how we view people that claim, like, especially in South Florida, that they Bahamian, but it's like, bro, you don't know how it is to like live that life. Right. Or whatever, like, really, like, have that sort of understanding how to move in uh, some streets. I always talk about how you be for private school, but you still have to carry yourself like you from government school because everything close in proximity, so I can't be dumb 
or whatever. I still gotta, you know, carry my little cutie and my little bag. See what they're saying? Mm-hmm. When I get my inside I think I get inside Ever since I, I came actually back. do have an insider. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I came back, I did not have to use any of those equipments yet. But I know what you mean. Like, like um, you, you need to have some street smarts. We grew yeah, up with yeah. street smarts, you know. I, it don't matter. Like, yeah, your family could have been lawyers or whatever. But you just know you going. The island's so small, and you have to go in certain environments. Yeah, you can't avoid it. So it's like, all right, yeah. Yeah, if I like to go to 98 Degrees or Jungle New Village or Prime Time, I may have to run into some dudes who on that type of time, and I got to carry myself correctly. Exactly. So, like, you know. But enough of that. Giovanni, tell me how does your story all begin? Okay. So, I was born in... Actually, I was born in Miami-Dade, Florida, uh, 1998. Okay. Um... <clears throat> My mom is Bahamian, my father, you know, Bahamian as well, but I was just, you know. He was one of the lucky ones. Yeah. Who I wish my parents had just pick up and have me in the States when it was still sort of legal before Homeland came into effect <laughs> after 9-11, but that's right. a story for another day. Definitely. Um, but yeah, my uh, introduction to music was, was pretty pretty close, pretty nearby. I was, um, my mom had us playing piano. Um, with piano lessons, singing in choirs. Um, I move over here when I'm like around six. Oh, so you grew up in the States? A little bit. bit. Yeah, Yeah. only for a little bit. So they was already living there. They didn't just go there to have you and then come up? Yeah, they they were living there. Oh, my mom was. My mom was. Um, Yeah, so I came over here. The music, artsy side continued to flourish. I was in like national choirs and youth choirs and church choirs. And I don't know. I was just more of a. I just developed more of an arts as a artsy person. I was drawing and designing, and you know, I was really into sports. Um, not that I couldn't do it, but I just was, you know. Mm-hmm. And you know, finding myself um, growing up, it was let's say just say it was a it was it was a challenge. Um, Niggas, niggas called me the singer. The singer. The singer, bro. Oh, another singing nigga. Another singing nigga. It's Kaden that hated that. Like, yo, I want people to feel like, yo, I just get sing or whatever. Don't tell me you used to sing in church, too. Yes, I used to sing in church. Everybody used to sing in church. Of course. Where else to go, especially in the Bahamas? Where else to go for real? Um, Yeah, man. Solos, choirs, all that. Um... Let's, let's go high school. I was at SAC for a minute. You went to SAC? I went to SAC for a minute. Hold on, so why? Oh, because I know you graduated from QC. So yeah. how you going to SAC and left SAC? The cult. <laughs> the to cult. Go to, to go to another cult. I mean, QC ain't really a cult like like how SAC is. Like, you know. When I was there, it was, it was, it was deep. No, I think, I think, because I've heard from a lot of alumni from QC where... The, the culture is somewhat like really I wouldn't say oppressive but you mm-hmm. know it's like yeah you have to do good in school type of yes. situation yes but I think how the soccer's have like they loyal to the sword type of thing ten toes down whatever mm-hmm. I think no other school in this whole country like that they ain't ten toes down 
I could agree with okay, yeah. I could agree on yeah. that in that aspect, yes. Yeah. Um but um I think it was my mother's decision kinda to just be like, Okay, uh okay, it's some things weren't connecting well. You go into this school with your other brothers. So I know that I got two younger brothers, they're twins. Um oh, so they finished at Sac. No, they finished at QC with me. So all they all left Sac to go to QC? No, just me, just me. They was they've been there. Okay. Yeah. So um <clears throat> you know, graduate QC. Uh head to UB. I was doing architecture for a minute. Um but How it many just, years was at UB? It was like t- two, three years. Oh wow. Including twenty twenty. Yeah. Oh, so you just went to full sale? That was in twenty twenty two, yeah. Oh, I thought you like, was already at full sale by the time we had met. Yes, yes, I was. Yes, yes. In twenty twenty one, yeah, okay, yeah, I was there. Yeah. But like that in twenty twenty, that's when I started. That's when I started that. When I ended UB and that's when I started full sale. Mm-hmm. So basically at UB I was doing architecture. Um I wasn't liking how it planned out. I dropped out for a minute, went to the working world. Kind of where you where you working with specifically? <clears throat> it was a it was an insurance uh, company. I think it was called AFS Insurance. It's uh, it's on it's in Golden Gates, I think. Possibly. <laughs> yeah, it's in Golden so, Gates. Yeah. One of them. It was a Bahamian owned. Okay. Yeah, stayed there for like a year, built up some you know money, lived a little bit of life, and I was like, okay, let me get back in the system, see if I can finish this uh, architecture thing. So I go back in UB. The pandemic hits. Okay, but and this happened. This happened like summer pre twenty twenty. Yeah, pre, okay. Because March twenty twenty is when the pandemic hit. So March all 20. this had to take place before really twenty twenty. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this job was twenty was off the end of twenty eighteen going into twenty nineteen. Okay. I leave the job to go to UB around September. 2019. Okay. That's when Dorian. Yeah, Dorian. That's when Dorian happened. September 2019. Yeah. Um, during that time, I was create. Well, let's backtrack a little. When right. in 2016, that's when I was like, okay, I want to do musical stuff. Oh, so when you graduated from QC, 2015. 16. Okay, so you graduated QC 2016. Yeah. And then from 2016 to 2019, you're trying to figure out what's your path. Basically, within UB, yeah. So, <clears throat> by day, I was, you know, in architecture, just doing to do. By night, I took my mom's fucking iPad and was like, okay, how to do this musically, how to do that musically, you know. Because growing up, I had, like, musical idols. There was Michael Jackson, there was Prince, there was Stevie Wonder, all them types of old-ass niggas, you know. And they all did the shit themselves mostly. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna follow that. If they can do it, why, why can't I? Um, but yeah. So throughout 2016 to 2017, musically, I was just making s- just songs. Never saw a studio. I don't know a thing about mics. I don't know a thing about anything. I just was creating beats. Okay, the beat sounds good. Let me put myself on it. Okay, it sounds something. And then I just let it go out into the fucking air with no traction, no nothing. Just doing it to do it because it was an outlet. 
you know. <clears throat> but by fast forward to 2019, Dorian hit. Um, I sat down with that as everybody else did. Um, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to create some good music because I have the time to. And I'm going to just make something just because I'm going to just do it because why not, you know. So that's what that reality positioned to me. So I dropped this album called Modern Boy, November 2019. And, you know, during this time, headed into UB, the pandemic hits in March 2020. And I was just stuck home, <clears throat> you know. I was just stuck home doing nothing. And I was like, you know what? Okay, great. I'm going to just create some more. I had a record with um, one of my boys, Kasik. I think you met him, right? Yeah, I did meet Kasik. Yeah. I met him at the box. When the box was... We're going to get to that, yeah. Yeah, that, like, that was a good time. Yeah. So the box happened in June 2020. It was actually me and Ben that was just... <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you should have checked me for the first time I said something yeah, oh boy uh, he just he just showed me try not to curse <laughs> <laughs> okay right. yeah that's the, we can do that, yeah, that yeah, yeah. alright PG-13 PG um, <laughs> um, but yeah like from let's say 2018 to now, uh -huh. um, Benjamin's been in my life. He was like, Okay, I so see I thought you met at QC. We did well, we met prior to that, we met in primary school in Xavier's. Okay, yeah, so we were, you know, we were cool then, All right. and then we just got closer as time marched on and shit. Okay, so he's been one to be like for a minute to just be like okay this is this is cool this ain't cool um do this with your voice do that with your voice for a minute um and he was doing his own thing you know making Hamian what it was mm -hmm. you know Hamian yeah <laughs> I just got a great flashback <laughs> <laughs> and this was only like literally like two years ago yeah two years ago height of the pandemic everybody doing nothing benjamin comes out and he's like yo i want to do this 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 group thing was this box thing yeah. you know and i was like all right cool um so i think we all helped him with that and it became a hub at the dundas center yeah um where everybody was just hanging out coming to chill out yeah for <clears throat> mostly him and his peers and people he knew yeah and it was a it was like a <laughs> It was like a, a mecca of sorts. Yeah, like Tinfro was a thing and soon telling y'all we gonna bring Brandon on here soon. I probably gonna interview him within the next like three weeks. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Me and him, me and Brandon actually have a lot of history, but we're gonna get into that on his episode. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, that's why I met you. Yeah. That's why I met a majority of <clears throat> the other artists because like Ben I was doing helping Ben do the Hamian podcast which is like a four part series still live on the original people network I think if you go on the homepage you can find a playlist with all the episodes you can see Giovanni or whatever and actually Giovanni's song 
Sunday is the intro song for those Hamian episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a that was a you know a collab thing I did with Kasik. And yeah, so I was asking y'all, how y'all clear all these records with these samples and things like that? And he was like, wait, wait, SoundCloud and then Spotify, but we ain't signing nothing. <laughs> so <clears throat> we were just, we were just, just kids making it igno- ignorant of the business. Mm-hmm. We was just assuming that you know we will never, we will cross that bridge when we get there, mm-hmm. and. And yeah, that's 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 how it was for a minute. So let's go back to Hamian. Hamian okay. and I meet everybody there. You know, everybody is doing their own thing with Hamian, just connecting, just vibing. I meet um, Jalen, and you know, during that time, I was looking at Full Sail, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just go take my music to the next level, mm-hmm. and get a skill in engineering so that I eat doing it. So you wasn't doing engineering at it? I was, but I was, but I wasn't, you know, I I didn't know any, I didn't know the technicalities of it really. Mm -hmm. I still didn't know. Um, Well, I learned from YouTube, but then I was like, yeah, no, it's only so much it could give me. So, by July, I was I was like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm knock on that door. They let me in, and and yeah, I was in full sale by then, and I was doing it home online. Okay. And, yeah, I was doing it home online in the beginning. So July 2020 is when you enrolled at full sale. Yes. Okay, so you didn't go to the campus until 2022. No, uh, no 2021. It was 2020. Okay, so you went to campus 2024. Because you were saying, when you made warm colors. Yeah, that was 2021. Yeah. When you made warm colors, yeah. you was already in school and you was like, yo, I had just to have, I do a little bit of living to sort of make the album. I was in Orlando by that time, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, <laughs> that album was made out of pain, bro. <laughs> that album was made out of pain. <laughs> 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 that album was made that, out of pain. Why you saying it's made out of pain? Because it's like... But it was sound like I ain't tell Sherwood, right? I uh-huh. say, but you was making Cunningham music, bro. Mm-hmm. And that album, Borderline, is where as a T, bro. Like, you know, mm-hmm. high around here, it is what it is. Like, if you want to be in love, we could be in love. But if it ain't, it ain't. That's what you got off of Sherwood thing or my thing? No, I got off that from his, his thing. His stuff. His two singles with this planting and the way. But I got that also off of Warm Colors because it was like. It was like an instructional to like, um, like like um, out of state. Yeah, it was like you know you instructing the girl like yo this your moment, man you out your body like listen like like, like this some G type pimp type things bro. <laughs> or whatever like yeah. yo this way telling him yeah like this how governing the situation. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I mean I wouldn't necessarily feel pain, but it's like it's almost like. I would say it's a lover's quarrel type of the theme type of thing. Like, it's yeah. like, I'm meeting you. You're going through these different emotions. This is what my expectations is. Yes. So, you know, I don't, I wouldn't say I sense pain exactly from those records. You ain't uh, sense no pain? Well, well, stress me out. Uh-huh. And like, you know, it's a, it's a good, like, good record to where it's like, yo, like, 
I wouldn't say pain, but it's like, yo, it's, it's so cool with me. Don't stress my vibe. Like, it's a vibe like, I, I love me. Yeah. But, man, that's how I like, dictate the situation. Yeah. So, yeah, like, you know, we need quality time. We need this. I some feel like out of time, I need, don't stress me out. Don't freak me out. Like, you know, I'm going to stay, you know, exact and correct. You right. can do whatever nonsense you want, but when you come around me, this is what it is. Right. So that's the type of feeling I got from that warm colors. Wow, thank you. Uh, I didn't know my music was was moving people like that. But yeah, because I, I mean, listen, I had that in my car running from top to bottom for a stretch, bro. A stretch. Yeah, like, freely, like, you dropped the album, like, when March, was like March 2021 yeah. yeah from March 2021 until like August mm-hmm. that was in rapid rotation inside uh, on my Spotify respect like respect. probably all the way out to the end of the year cause it was like it's the type of vibe I be on mm-hmm. and it ain't even no pain thing it's like you know I ain't trying to be like this and like my favorite song off of that is the first track out of time yeah you told me that yeah, out yeah. of time yeah out of time out of time um we will we'll definitely get into how those tracks were made. All right, so um, let's just go back to Sunday. <laughs> because, like, Sunday, I think when I first listened to Sunday, I was like, okay, this is solid. Mm-hmm. And then I like the city. Yes. Yeah, this, like, the, the city, city is, is dope next to, like, Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's, a, like, one of the standard tracks from off the album. So what? take me through that process of you doing that with Kasik. Okay, big ups to my boy Kasik. Um, we met, I think it was December 2019. He, we were both performing at like one thing at BTVI. I think that's where we officially met. No, no, it wasn't. We met at UB one time. We reunited at BTVI doing this performance thing. Um, he's like, but I just want to do songs with you. And I was like, all right, bet. Playing from Galaxy S9 Plus. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's straight. That's straight. <laughs> <laughs> that's straight. So... So from like December 2019 up till it was released in February 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So from December and January, we was just making like about nine tracks, just 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 pure hip hop on some Watch the Throne shit. And it would have been on some Watch the Throne shit had it not been for the world stopping, you know. So, yeah, every song he he I think it was Kasik's that Kasik that brought up the beats. And it was he give them to me. We record by my house. Mm-hmm. I had this laptop. You know, you know about the different DAWs, right? You know what? the different DAWs. What do you mean a different DAW? Okay, so a DAW is a digital audio workstation. Okay. You you've recently been inside a studio. You uh, you know Pro Tools. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So so Pro Tools reason all the rest of those things. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I didn't know it was called a door specifically. DAW. <laughs> uh, yeah, but not, yeah. So. Oh, you saw that video? Because <laughs> 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 I was like, door. But I never heard, oh. that, heard that specific term. Mm hmm. He, right. he was just in there for vibes. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know for Fruit Tools and Reason. And, um, you know, I obviously be doing a podcast. I do audio, um, Adobe Edition stuff like that. So, yeah. You know. Okay. Underst- yeah. Understandable. But, like, like for the music side like what people use for music we use ableton pro tools logic and stuff yeah i would use ableton we go by my house record um if you wanted to come back he'd come back and get it done you know it was just me and him in my room just 
getting it cranking until like the evening hour and you know we trimmed those tracks down made them as professional as i could get them back in the time without any you know and it was it was focused on hip-hop and it was just it was just us creating honestly you know it was just us creating it was him with his with his with his voice contrasted with me and my voice and we just talk our talk our talk on these different records you know um that's how the city came about the city the city <laughs> you know i would i'd sing the hook i sang the hook first and he he loved it he dropped his his track on it his verse on it i dropped my verse on it and it was good to go that's how it was basically for the rest of them you know and um yeah that's sunday we tried sunday. to get that we tried we tried it was a solid record i think it's a solid record yeah was it the first time you heard about me with that record? No, I saw you perform, and then I went and sort of sort out the music, and I listened to it, and I was like, okay, this solid. it. Mm. But that Warm Colors, because you was promoing that, I was like, all right, you finally put it, and I listened to it, I was like, yo, I ain't never heard nothing like this from No Bahamian. Wow. Like, at that time. Now, I've heard some good stuff since then, mm-hmm. and I've told, I think... Yeah, like I have like some of my favorite painting projects that's come out in the last like let's say eighteen months, and it's like warm colors. The show is grounded, and then it's Kanan stuff, mm-hmm. like his uh, play XX X One Playboy, and it's like yo, I love I love them three. Well, I love a couple other tracks from Kanan, but them two projects, that grounded project and them warm colors, yo, I love them. Like I play them top to bottom any day, anytime because it's like. It was a complete vibe to the point where when I heard Warm Colors, I was like, bro, what you doing for this? I'm like, bro, I'm going to make a Saturday. Meet me at Ice. We're going to shoot some like stuff. I'll give you the, the, like, the, the clips or whatever because that's how much I love the project or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, you know. Respect. And, and it was like, yeah. Like, you know, it, it, it brought me back to the moment we were talking about off mic to where you hear such great music and you just I start feeling sad because I'm like, how we can get the thousands and thousands of people to hear this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just love that project from top to bottom. Um, you know, I have my favorite tracks, of course. But tell us, take me through the process of creating Warm Colors. Why you named it Warm Colors? Because obviously Modern Boy was like your go-to title project for you as an artist like by the time of 2020 going into 2021 mm-hmm. okay um it was you know i was dealing with uh with with uh i guess just a fling uh by like 2020 2021 like by the end tail and you know they was they wasn't you know they wasn't you know treating me right and i was like yeah uh my heart my soul i could pour this into the music and <clears throat> warm colors came out of like I think it was like six months of me just making making beats and me and Ricky, that's my like business partner, we met right before Warm Colors, actually. I mean no, not right before Warm Colors. Right before I dropped Modern Boy, he heard of me and he heard my stuff and he was like, you know, I wanna be on this journey with you. So it was between me and him just bouncing beats bouncing lyrics bouncing mixes bouncing you know masters 
um, up until up until like March of 2021. The last song I did for that record, I think was Stress Me Out. And that was like a couple days prior to me dropping it. But ever so all throughout then I was just making. So Warm Colors is is a play on just is a play on just a feeling of soul, I guess, R and B soul. I wanted it to be uh I wanted it to be a project reminiscent of pain. I don't know what Jalen got else from that, but he says the vibe. I just I, I made it out of pain, bro. I was this girl broke my heart. Me and Ricky always wanted like an R and B type soul type project to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, during like twenty twenty. We just didn't know where to start. Mm-hmm. I go away to Orlando for school, mess with one American thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the American things that just get you, bro. Because uh, you the, initially you would think because I think every Bahamian student is go over the states and be like, oh, let me see how a person not from my culture would be like. And then some a lot of cases be either the same or ten times worse. Mm, it don't never be better. It right. just be like either the same, and then you realize everybody's the same, or it be worse. It, it, for me, it was very different. It took me off guard how people act, how people move, and then, and then I just lay back and I'm like, okay, this is probably how everybody acts. Mm-hmm. You know, this is probably how everybody, you know, moves. The culture might be different, you know, customs might be different, but you know, some mannerisms are still the same. Yeah, you know, because plenty of Bahamian gap, plenty of us go away and think. Oh, well, these American dudes might be different from these Bahamian dudes, but a lot of times you always realize they 10 times worse. We better, bro. Yeah. We so better. <laughs> they just realize that, like, wait, we taught Bahamian dudes is bad and it's cheat you like mm. crap? No way. We's better, bro. We we give you the compliments every or time. Or they try some other Islander or African dude. It's be all the basically the same same type of experience depending on the growth of the person right so, yeah. right but we, ain't nobody is no shingyas like we do ain't nobody is i guess you huh okay i mean unless you use a simp unless, unless you yeah. use a simp. <laughs> i mean how i see it it's just we just treat them we treat women great because predicate because our society is so matriarchal it's just like you know and it's like yes mom no mom no mom also you trying to be on some player type thing so it's like using manners to sort of be a little bit deceptive mm. <laughs> like you know mm. like yeah I can open the door for you and do this for you and mm. like you know I sell you this dream right, <laughs> right. that is that is possible yeah, yeah like, I, I never thought of it that way I just used to do it out of the sickness of my heart and Whatever. No, but some dudes do it because, like, it's out of their heart, but it's part of their game. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, like, I doing this for you, but, you know, that's just part of the game. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Whether you take the bait or not, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah. I feel you. But, yeah, everybody has their own methods of getting it. I That 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 um really opened its mind to me as I got you know, older over there. 
And, oh, I just want, you know, I don't even want to be in no relationship. I just want to date. I just want to do this, this, this. And then I had to You want this one? Be a guy. Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, then they realize, oh, okay, there's some things I got to work about with myself Mm. before I ever. Really get serious. Really get serious. Before I ever really even do it, even for the fun. Like. Like, you know Kevin Samuels. Yep. You know Kevin Samuels. Listen, God bless his heart. This, well, not even particularly this, but I had Kevin Samuels Jr. Long live the Godfather. You know. No, but no, for real. Like after a while, like he was right on. And a lot of dudes like Andrew Tate and say like you know, yeah, but being promiscuous is fall fun again. But mm-hmm. after a while, it's like, what are you and I actually built? Mm-hmm. Like. Yeah, you would chase cat, but play mine. You caught up and chase a woman, chase a woman, and then you look up and then you ain't got nothing to in it. Right. Or you ain't made no money, you ain't, you know, have no goals or nothing. You could say, lean on and say, hey, I built this. Right. So, you know. His legacy was, was basically, you know, have your own and build your own mm. before you ever deal with any of these, anything else, mm. you know. And, me being away and, and witnessing him blow up and his death in the first time, it was like, okay, I want to implement, implement like being a better person in my life, mm-hmm. you know? Cause honestly, like throughout growing up, I didn't know who the hell I was. Mm-hmm. I was just existing. I was just existing for real. And then I'd say my, my, my father, I had father figures and mm-hmm. they'd be in my life too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but I guess just hearing it, constantly at your whim of the internet you know in the way that kevin samuels did it and his message of just improving yourself before anything it really hit home for me uh growing up to be like okay uh get yours before your time runs out you know so that played a part in in the album as well you know because i wanted to i didn't want to make just for making you know, I wanted to make to create a catalog. I wanted to create to um, build an audience and build a legacy, you know. So, yeah. So why the title Warm Colors? I. Oh, you just I, was trying to be in some artsy fartsy. I was being um, partially. But yeah, I wanted a record that was warm, R&B, soulful, sultry. Um and just paint along the lines of just everything I was going through. Mm. I wasn't feeling cold. I wasn't feeling neutral. I was feeling warm. Mm. Dealing with this this one this one. So it sounded like this girl was like you almost thought she could have been the one, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. yeah, but you know. You just start seeing some other things and you be like, no, babe, retreat. <laughs> exactly. No, dog. Um, this for fun. This is for a moment in time. Oh, man. It hurt. But mm. but one thing I learned about being over there is that the women are abundant. Oh, they are abundant. Yeah. You know, but using that, yeah, hit, dealing with, you know, that that, that person uh, helped me to just go through all these emotions and just write them down and create in that way. You know, so let's start with out of time, out of time. 
Oh, they said it on that, on that record. Bro, that's my favorite record. <laughs> I sometimes be to myself and start singing that like word for word. That's like, like you know. Like, what was your thinking behind that? My thinking was. My thinking was that. I feel as if this moment in in time is just gonna be. Every time I see this girl, I'm out of time. But every time I'm with her, I know that it's only for a brief moment. You know, mm. it's you for a brief it? moment. So let's get serious. As see you know, it's worth as the days go by. I focus on myself, and the world is mine. You know, you know, you you. I don't crack in the. Pr- Listen, <laughs> that's playing lines, bro. That's playing lines, bro. I don't crack in the pressure. Right. I say true for lie. I hope you realize. I don't know, realize we, we are running out of time. Time, time. Yeah, bro. So I, I was, split, bro. That's so like a lot of the records are some on some play stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like you playing the game. That's why when you say it hurt, I'm like, yo, that sound like pimp play. Like I give me the game, like how to. You know, moving the streets type of thing. Mm. Yeah, it was just woman built character, bro. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can say. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, so that's where Deep End comes into play. And Deep so. Deep End was the first uh, of the first of the songs I made on there. Uh, I made that in August 2020. Mm. That was not intended to anything with this woman. That was just an R&B Lucy. Going off to the deep end. Yeah. Shorty is the moon and a star. Shorty is the one. I can see it from afar. Hey. I was making that for my then uh, gal at the time. Uh-huh. You know, you know, because, you know, I, I, I was in a, a relationship. Uh, a serious relationship. Was, yeah, and I was feeling I was feeling that at the time. So I was like, yeah, I just feel like I was. So would you consider yourself an R&B artist or a hip hop artist? Or are you just sort of going <clears throat> between the two? I see myself. Or just like a broad artist. Like I just create what I feel like creating. I definitely see myself as a hybrid. Yeah, because like, I feel like even like Stress Me Out is like a Afrobeat, Afro you know. Type of trap. Yeah, you know. It's, um, it, I don't really fit. The R&B label, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you know, some people have been critical of how I sound mm-hmm. vocally and, um, you know, I'm still trying to find myself vocally on that. And and I'm definitely not a hip hop artist because I don't be rapping a lot. And there's a, you know, there's an image that I can't keep up with that. Yeah. And also everybody does that shit. And I'm just, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You ready? This for another take. This this another take. We do it another take. And I can't be a hip hop artist because everybody's doing that, and I can't fit that role too much. I mean, you could fit it. Like you'd be a backpacker. I'd be a backpacker or like a hybrid, like melodic. Because you know, in the Grammys, they have like that melodic category now. So that's true. That's that's yeah. true. But uh, you know, even then, I feel like. That lane is is so oversaturated. I just I want I still want to play the field of sounds. I want to do country. I want to do EDM. Hmm. I want to do pop. I wanna I wanna be in a lane that where I could 
I want to put I want to put the Bahamas on the map. That's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. one of my goals. But I also for me, I just want to be generationally defining. Hmm. You know. But I think a lot of Bahamian talent these days are because there's so much influences, both pulling from not only just internationally but nationally. Like okay, like I know a lot of Bahamian artists are um, influenced by John McKay. Yes. The okay. Zuma and his music was just featured in Nope. Yes. The John and Peele movie. Yeah. So, you know, this notion of oh, Bahamianness, da 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 da, you just see a big blockbuster film influence. The, the, the director said he was influenced by a Bahamian music. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, this you can't disregard where you're from. Like, people are being influenced from where you're from, mm-hmm. and they're not showing any other diversity from your culture. So it's up to you to just say, let me maximize this culture because anybody else really know it. So I'm going to cut myself from everybody else in the market space if I do this. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of Bohemian artists are making fusion music mm. to where it's like it's it's inspired for so many different genres and so many different, um, different textures and things like that to where it's a whole different sound. Right, right. And, you know, I see the artist say, okay, how would you categorize or put a genre on my music? Like, I think Sherwood did it. And I was like, bro, it's like Afro-Caribbean soul. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you can't say it's reggae, or but it got calypso elements, but it's like, have a little, like, you know, down tempo, you know, realistic. Like, you know, it's, it's so much of a hybrid. It's like, you can't, and I think back to Tony, Tony McKay, they can't really classify his music. They say it's folk, mm. something, 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 something. But right. it got Reagan scrape and junk new elements to it too. Right. So it's like, you know, because there's so much of the influences, we is making hybrid music, and it's like, okay, then we just make music that's true to me, and then whatever happens after that happens. I agree. Um, yeah. We we definitely are influenced by America. Um, for the most part. Not just America, but the rest of the Caribbean too. The rest of the Caribbean and, and yeah, correct. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm not counting them out as well. Um for me, I think it's like in our generation, when it comes on a creative side, I guess we don't we don't know ourselves that much. And if or like we just shun what we do know about ourselves, you know? I don't know. I mean, I think it's more so because of the multiple influences, you don't want to deal with an imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And you want to feel like what you're creating is authentically. You are uninfluenced by anything. But that's why I'm saying I think the fusion thing is the most authentic thing because it's like, um, I like this and that and that and that and these sort of elements. And... I'm not trying to be like what already pre-exists, but more so I'm trying to carve out a land for myself. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, everybody, everybody wants to be, you know, oh, I don't sound like nobody. But the exactly. truth is, yeah. the truth is everybody, someone will reference you to someone. Yeah. You know, Um you just have to stay the course, you know. I'm still staying the course of just perfecting my craft and my sound to where it's it's still authentic, but you know, I'm still trying to find me and it'll get to a point where 
my voice and my sound is going to fit comfortably. You're going to know it's a Giovanni record. So you know it's a this and that, you know. So is that like what you've been trying to do since the record with the different singles like Bay and um the records that you have with Impact? <clears throat> I was doing that even with Warm Colors, honestly. Okay. Yeah, I was doing that with Warm Colors, definitely. Um, because you know, as I said before, I produce my own music. You know, I do the mix, I do the master. I'm basically crafting the sound from top to bottom you know so because not because it's cost effective but because i like to do it and i'm trying to find a sound that where it's fit and it's balanced and stuff like that you know so creation it's just a process you know and you have to be you have to be married to that process at all times that's what i see you know. Okay, so what's some of your? Why do you feel like you? So did you think about yourself being a raptor, and then you started on melodic stuff, or you just was like, let me just make music. It was just. It was just basically let me. Make music as an outlet. If I rap on, I rap on it. If I sing on it, I I sing on it. Oh, this was made for that. Oh, this was made for this. Um, even it was some of the stuff I was listening to really influenced my my shit too. Like okay, so what was some of the things you was listening to at the time? Uh, this was around twenty sixteen. I was listening to shit. Like, I'm sorry, let me take it one more time. Let me do it one more time. Mm-hmm. It was around twenty sixteen. I was listening to stuff like Lil Yachty, Drum. Um, they were popping at the time. Twenty seventeen, I was more focusing on my strengths. Uh, so I was listening to more, much more R and B. Um, Frank Ocean, Sir, Dreamville mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Afrobeats came around, like twenty, Afrobeats was like twenty seventeen. It was around twenty seventeen. It was like you know, like okay, like Devito started burst on the scene, and then you know now we in like this Burner Boy era. Wiz Kid, yeah, yeah, Wiz Kid, Burner Boy era. Thames, yeah, Thames, yeah. yeah. You know. They they're influencing. The stuff I listen, the stuff I make now, not yeah. in the, not all. I say twenty seventeen to now. Yeah, like Afrobeat started bubbling on the scene. You know? Yeah, it was mostly okay. Yeah, it was mostly because I think I think the twenty sixteen era of people taking dancehall and making tropical house is what sort of sort of opened up the way for Afrobeat. You think so? Because remember, like okay, it was this whole thing in 2015, 2016 where. A lot of Jamaican artists was like, yo, they taking dancehall and calling it tropical house. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I, like Justin Bieber's song, I'm sorry, like what Drake was starting doing, a lot of the beats. For came. views and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So around that time, it was tropical house. Yeah. So like when DeVito started bursting up and all the WizKid, Tim, Burner Boy started coming with this Afro beats, it started coming the same thing yeah. as that. And you know, they start really bubbling and bursting on the scenes. Mm-hmm. And then they start collaborating with more American artists. And mm-hmm. then that's how it really like start to cross over more heavier. Yeah. How could we forget about PopCon though? Uh PopCon was yeah. uh yeah, very influential in that as well. Especially for me. Yeah. So yeah, I just gotta shout that out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um yes, that that entire like drift, that entire drift into like more international sounds. Yeah. 
Definitely. Like world music, like how they say. Yeah. And also with the with the with Advent uh, Latin trap with with Bad Bunny, J Balvin, and and um, reggaeton and yeah, yeah, and um, who else? Um, Anuela. Okay. Like, yeah, like you know, some of that still that beat that deep eight oh eight. Yeah. So where it's like it ain't the tempo ain't too fast, but it ain't too slow. It could give me like right in the middle type of thing. Yeah. You know, because I've been dying for people in Asa to have an Afrobeats party. Like, yeah, Soka is cool, but Soka is like high, high RPP, RP, BPM. Oh, yeah, RP. Is RPM or BPM? I think it's BPM. It's like RBBMs. I don't know where you're getting R from. Okay, Wait, so high minute. BMs. BPM. BPMs. Beats I, yeah. per minute. Yes. Yeah. A high BPM, like, you know, probably in 105 to 120 BPMs, whereas like Afrobeats is more like 85 or so. i say Afrobeats is like in the low hundreds range. It'd be like from like 90 something to like 100, yeah. 10, 100. The fastest, the fastest ones would be like 120. Yeah. But yeah. But this is more so, it ain't as fast as like a Silka song or like, no. but it ain't slow either. No. Yeah. But it's like a good, nice. Yeah. Fire, per se. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, you'll have a bop to it. Yeah. Like, you'll you know. move to it. You know, it's accustomed to make you move. It has a bounce enough to make yeah. you be, you can't be still to it. Yeah. But it ain't. No, no, no. Like, no you know, no. like, like some house or EDM music, even though I like my EDM music every now and again. I love EDM music. music. I love house music. Yeah. Um, Kajanada is just different. Yeah, I've been here. I've been meaning to sort of listen to her stuff because I've been hearing about Kajanada for you know a minute. Like, oh my goodness. Start with 99%, then yeah. start with Bubba. Start with his boiler room. His boiler room performance, basically his boiler room performance. Yeah, like what they be having in London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I subscribe to that page and I be seeing that videos all the time, but I don't press play. Man, yeah. it, he he is a vibe. Yeah, an absolute vibe. But um, yeah, I back to you know my sound. Yeah, international music was flooding in, and I guess from 2016 onward, um where my sound started with a little bit of like trap artists and a little bit of R&B, um, it would progress into just being, okay, you are not from America. You don't need to do trap. You are not from, you are not that much of an R&B singer, you know, cause I guess you don't have that much training. You just have to focus on your strengths of just being a bot. Mm-hmm. And, as the world moved that way, it influenced me to become to become this hybrid of doing everything, but presenting it in a way that was my own, which was, you know, just a peculiar way. Actually. Okay, so what do you think about the whole dance revolution that's happening right now? Like where more artists are making dance music. Like, you know, you have Beyonce's recent album. Um, you had Drake's album, Sorry, Nevermind. That's more a little bit that. Um, you have the explosion of Bad Bunny selling out, like, stadiums. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, somebody said music is now going to be more mood-based than genre-based. They were saying that for a while. They're yeah, saying- but I think it's being more apparent, though, mm. to where it's like, uh, especially with this hybrid feel, it ain't gonna be about 
Oh, this was what drama. It's like, what mood this is? Oh, I, it's early morning, this midday, this late at night, this two, three o'clock in the morning. Like, you know, what, what type of mood? This high depression, happy, low, this thinking, I can study to this. Like, you know, like, I think that's where it's drifting to, especially with the streaming. Yeah, I think that's another thing as well. Um, also internationally, there is moods, mostly. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, with like the, day party, late night party, early morning party. Like, be in yeah. Europe, you rich, you feeling it, yeah. you not feeling it. On a boat, on I don't know, on the top of the top of the uh, Empire State Building or pool party on top of some exquisite twenty-two floor estate. Mm-hmm. Like you know where I, where, what kind of music I want to take me to a certain place. I know? think people want their lives to be a movie. You know, people want their lives to be a movie. So we're making music now where it's digestible for a time. Mm. You know, our attention spans are shorter. You know, we 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 can't deal that much with long songs, I, in my opinion. I mean, I think it depending on if it's good. Because obviously, good. especially the third verse is has been killed. Extinct. Because most mo songs come with you get the hook and the bridge in the front. And then you get the first verse hook and maybe a bridge and then second verse and then you get the hook and a bridge and song mm-hmm. versus having a third verse. Yeah. The yeah. song structure has been has been jeopardized in a way thanks to the advent of streaming and also thanks to the advent of TikTok. Um, yeah. I believe. <clears throat> but yeah, back to your question about dance. Um People just want their lives to be a movie, especially after all the world events we've found ourselves in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good music. It's good music, but I just think um, it is 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 the world has to catch up a little bit to it. I think I like both records though, Beyonce stuff and Drake stuff. I'm just a fan of like I remember when we was having our Halloween party inside there. Mm. I, I had a nearby we like, was playing like oldies, seventies records, some eighties pop, um, mixing in some of the current artists that are recycling those sounds. And it's like you know, I at my age, I don't want to hear too much booming, mm. especially like late afternoon going into the night type of situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like I just want to vibe. I don't want to be too up, but I don't want to be too down either. Mm. You know, I understand. For for, for me, I, I always liked like the old soul stuff that my yeah. My that's what I think. I think that's me and you had a conversation about. He's like, yeah, I grew up on a lot of old music. Yeah. So you know, so it it it's it's timeless. It's yeah. just timeless i think i think if the i think you will know when the music is timeless you know um yeah i think you just know when music is timeless for me um stevie wonder Mm -hmm. always on my heart um motown definitely Mm -hmm. um michael jackson prince they're they're great um whitney houston aretha franklin we're just gonna go through all the names all the legends (laughs) all the legends bro they all all just i'd say i'd say they are the standard of what i do Mm. over everything else you know because i think 
I think older generations have set a precedent for us to just become greater, mm-hmm. you know, so and they're the blueprint. So I think that I believe that just going back to the roots is basically just going to help me as an artist improve, you know, help everybody improve. So what's next for you, Gio? Like, you put up warm colors. It's twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two is already basically over. We're mm-hmm. going into twenty twenty three. Like, are you done with um, full sale, or are you graduating this year? Or I graduated in October. Okay, so you already out of school, and now you basically done with school. Done with school in the real world for now. Okay, for now. Um, <clears throat> what's next is that. What's next is basically trying to actually cut that up. What ne- what's next is going to be more music, focus on the craft some more, get into um, the entertainment field in any aspect, honestly, because I've, I've built enough skill sets to, to know what I can do now and to brand myself and build my audience. So from this month going into the next six months, I would have had enough of a catalog to to um, follow up warm colors. I have enough visual um, work to to get my face out there. I just want to get my face out there and shake hands, just like how you were doing. So, like, how has that like you know industry reception has been so far? Like for my stuff, yeah, like both locally and internationally. Locally. Okay. So locally, locally, who knows me knows me. And they seem to be fans of my work. Um, internationally, like, honestly, the only thing I really performed for real was like stuff like Stress Me Out, stuff from Warm Colors. And they seem to like what I've done with that, mm. you know. And then there's the the songs that I've done after Warm Colors, like Take It Back and They, mm. you know. I I believe, actually, no, I, I know that I'm amassing a little fan base. I just want to amass some more to be more present. But so far, it's been, it's been pretty positive. Okay. Because no one, no one has, I guess, seen a side like this before. Mm. No one has seen a unique side where it's just a just just a kid doing his own thing, but wants to do it professionally and business wise, and progress with it. You know. So have you even like thought about like producing for other people since you sort of engineer and produce yourself? Yes. Okay. I've thought about in even I've thought more about like engineering for other people. Because that would, you know, give me more experience that way. Um, in 2023, I'm, I'll definitely do that more because I have beats just sitting, hmm. just sitting, you know. And also, a, a, a best, I just want to learn about the business. I have been, but I, I just want to understand and amass it and practice that some more, you know, to where... And also not make it like a taboo thing because mm-hmm. us as creatives, I, in my, how I've seen it, 
and how I've dealt with it prior. It was it was like a taboo thing. I don't want it to be a taboo thing no more. I want to get paid. So yeah. Okay. Any final words you have for the viewing audience? Where what they can expect for you moving forward? All right. <clears throat> well, I'm in a hiatus right now because I gotta get a job. Mm. You know, you know. I wanna, I wanna be in the next step of my life professionally. Um, just being an engineer for creatives or for companies. Um, I will be dropping more music. I will be branding myself to to a, to an image that I like, you know. And I will be ready to put this rock on the map and to put my face out there, you know. I thank all of the people who like my stuff so far. And I know that I won't let them down because I'm going to keep going. Thank you, my friend, for joining me on this episode. It's been a long time coming. We've been trying to get this interview from, I think, last year or so. Maybe. It probably was last year. Probably yeah. was last year, earlier this year. Yeah, because I was like, I got to get Giovanni on everything. Cool. It can be a solid joint. And yeah, like, you know, but keep on doing your thing. Um, I think. I mean, even though next year seems sort of grim for a lot of people, but mm. in difficult times is when a lot of great ideas are born. That's when the real innovators are born because when you learn how to do more with less, you know how to do even more with more. <laughs> if mm. that makes sense. Right. But um I think everybody has their own process. And they have to we have to all go through our own different difficulties, trials, and tribulations to get where we need to be. Yeah. And that doesn't look have a steady timetable per se. But if we stay on the true path and getting better at each day, we're going to eventually get where we need to be. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, you know, I've the last thing is um I've definitely like developed thick skin doing this doing this thing because not everybody likes what I've done. Mm. Not everybody, maybe people might not even like me as a person, like being a, a, a people's person it, it is difficult to be sometimes. But um, I've learned that they might like the next one or the next one or the next one. Mm. You just gotta keep going, mm. you know? So I think every creator should be in tune with that over all things, mm. be in tune with with not just expecting rejection, but being comfortable and know what to do when that happens. You know, it won't happen on time, of course, but when it does, it'll be okay. On to the next. I feel like everybody has a turn at some point, you know, and you just got to do what you got to do. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, thank you again for joining me on Everything Cool. Thank you for being my first guest after my three long month. Well, it's probably gonna be three by the time it's three months. Wow, hiatus, hiatus. Road to one hundred. What I will do after one hundred, only the Lord knows. You gotta bring everybody back for one little get together. One special. <laughs> <laughs> one little, one little Met Gala month. Probably, but we ain't know that that gonna happen sometime in twenty twenty three. We gonna see what happens at that point. And I'll be there. 
performing out of time. Because mm. I know he can force me. You need to do out of time. Yeah, listen. I'll be there in the corner. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> well, thank you all again for watching another episode of Every Good. Thank you, Ryan, for coming through. And we can see you all later. Yeah, yeah, see you. Yes, sir. Peace. Mm-hmm.